Welcome to the Dead Format, episode 63. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight, straight out of Black Rock Depths, Tom Smiley, and we're here to talk about Legacy. No, I haven't been able to play for the last few days. I just got back from grad school. I had to walk out of class because the teacher was still teaching at 9.20, and I'm like, man, I gotta go podcast. I can't be here till 9.45 dealing with these questions from people that, ugh, I don't want to talk about it. That's some bullshit, man. How was your weekend? Weekend was <laughs> moving a whole bunch of stuff. I'm sore. I'm tired. Everything isn't unpacked yet. I had to go scrounging for clothes. My new office is directly next to my kid's bedroom, so I think I have to soundproof the wall. So hopefully I don't wake him up podcasting tonight. Oh, sweet. Yeah, you're, you're not known for uh, getting too animated when we cast, right? Yeah, I'm definitely not a loud person at all either. My wife was like, you're going to need to figure that shit out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude, your your old setup was ideal. That was like this insulated room that had like kitchen and hallway and bathroom between it. It was perfect. It was that like it was it was made perfect. for the distance between where everybody slept. And now we're all upstairs. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. So you were busy moving this weekend. I'm guessing you didn't get to see any of the Star City. Uh, so I got updates from a few of my friends who were there. My friend JT borrowed my Sneak and Show deck, and he made day two, sent me a message that was like, you shouldn't have lent me that deck. I'm hooked on Legacy now. I'm building the deck for myself. What? And really? Yeah. No, it was great. I, I'll talk a little bit about how he did, but he was super excited. He loved playing it, and... Uh, He's like, once you show and tell somebody on turn one, you're just hooked. That is not the response I expected, but. Yep. And uh, there are a bunch of other people Good. that. Good for him. Yeah, that I saw finishing the money. Like Rax, who was one of the players of the last Leaving a Legacy Open that I played against. And they switched back to Death and Taxes, and it seemed like they had a great weekend. So that was cool to see, too. Sweet. That's somebody's first name, Rax? Yeah cool fucking first name yeah no i just didn't know first name last name whatever so yeah i actually didn't get to see much of the uh star city either i ate a bad uh undercooked maybe piece of pork on friday night and uh my weekend was pretty tough bro I, so uh, was your weekend worse than moving or did you just spend it on the toilet the whole time i don't know like yeah, I was pretty much on the toilet, and then I'd fall asleep, and I would, like, have dreams of, like, the world ending. I'm pretty sure I had, like, chicken Nostradamus or something. It was brutal. That sounds was, awesome, like, but yeah. horrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty terrible. I got a bidet now, so your weekend would have been <laughs> way better, way better over here. My kid hit the button, and man, that jet stream, that it shot all the way across the bathroom to the back of the shower in like a I'm afraid to do this to my butt sort of way so I haven't used it yet we have one but I need like a day off where I'm okay with getting shot in the ass to actually use it <laughs> does it have a temperature control like hot and cold I, I don't even know I think it just it, it probably does but I haven't investigated out, enough to know <laughs> yeah that that's the money right there that's the money shot so anyway, now that all of our listeners are like visualizing a jet stream in my butt. 
That's awesome, man. You can, you can actually use that after you go see the Downton Abbey movie. I I can't go see movies anymore, but if there's any movie that my wife was like, we need to go see that, it's going to be Downton Abbey and not Spider-Man. <laughs> Sp- there's a Spider-Man movie? There was a Spider-Man movie this summer that I didn't get to see. Uh, oh, Venom. I, I saw it. No. Far from home. Never mind. Forget it. Another Spider-Man movie. So yeah, we uh no guests tonight, even though we weren't at Syracuse. We tried to get uh the winner, Aiden Breyer. I was in talks with his mom today, but she said he had a lot of homework and his bedtime was apparently nine PM. So we're uh we're rolling solo tonight, raw dogging it. We couldn't have just asked him a few questions and gotten him to record and then splice it in like he's live. So you oh, gotta you gotta Rodney, get creative with this. The Rodney special. The <laughs> Wait, so no. it, it was this Honestly, kid? Is this kid like eight? Like, what's what's the deal? He's sixteen. He's sixteen. Oh, I played on. him actually. I played him at uh, SCG Syracuse. The I, last I one. I actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was still doing well, it was like six uh, zero or something. And as he, as was he, playing miracles. I remember and, that uh, matchup. He, yeah, he's he's a great kid. I really like that kid actually. Uh, I played uh, like a, I had like a handful of scg grinders i played in a row like the the leaderboard or whatever and he i definitely thought that he was the the coolest one and he really seemed to appreciate legacy so i'm happy to see him win honestly i think that's really cool yeah this top eight this top eight and actually just day two was stacked with people who we know and have talked about just being masters yeah well masters of legacy though yeah i mean we had like we had Orr finishing the top eight with four color loan. Yep. We had Topher and Anthony Laverty and Ross and Rep and JT and Zach and Adam, or is it Andrew? And Connor. Did you see his name was uh his name was off? Who, Adam? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. So I thought that it said Andrew Wallace in the Star City posting. I could be okay. wrong though. I don't know, man. Andrew Wallace, he I think he would be a lot cooler if his name was Andrew Wallace, honestly. Yeah. That's and a he, cool name. That sounds like some uh, some British motherfucker. Some Brexiteer. We, so basically, we had an open this weekend. We had a legacy open in Syracuse. We had 521 players, I believe, is the count that I saw. Which is yep. pretty fucking good, honestly, bro. Like, is it good? Before, so I felt like it wasn't. It wasn't bad, but that's not like a great turnout. See, the Worcester Standard one a couple months ago was like three hundred and fifty people. Yeah, but that one was really bad. Like we can we can take a look at that and say, all right, that was awful. But a five hundred and something person last... open. What? I'm just saying. That I think that that's the last one that that I paid attention to. So I don't know like what the average open is now, but okay. I think I think they had one that broke a thousand a little while ago. Was it team though? Uh, no, I thought that it was modern. Okay, it's possible. But yeah, so I think that this this tournament was hurt by a couple things: is proximity to Atlanta, for right? sure, because people had to make a choice between one or the other. There's still a lot of people who will choose Grand Prix, or you know, if you're like in the DC area, then it's closer, easier to get to than Syracuse, right? What's uh what's a Grand Prix? Yeah, exactly. So are you saying that seriously? 
I was, no, I wanted you to call it a magic fest. I'm not recognizing Grand Prix as a term anymore. I don't think it's called Magic Fest anymore. It's not? No, they switched it. It's now they're called like Grand they Prix again. It. I think they just switched it back again, yeah. I'm <sighs> behind the times. I don't know, man. I, I might be getting confused with Pro Tour, though. Like, maybe they're not calling those My Thick Championships anymore. Play. They are Players' Championships now. Okay. And I think... Fuck, no, I have no players, I have no players idea. Players' tournaments, because it's so... Players' tournaments? I think... I don't know. Who fucking knows? But, yeah. Anyway. We gotta get back on track, bro. I, I didn't sleep, like... I, I hardly slept at all last night. I've been sleeping really well for, like, the past six months. But I'm, I'm on serious sleep dep right now. So, if I start just fucking trailing off... You just got to bang on your microphone, man. Get me back to reality. No, those are the best. Those, that's why people tune in. They're like, is Ian <laughs> going to go off the rails tonight? So I feel like I don't need to pull you back. I need to like let you wander. You just go. Be free. <laughs> be free. Take, Dude, take your free will. Free, talk I, about what you talk about. I don't have any free will. You're right. You don't. Now we're back on track talking about four-color snow control and agrolome. So you seriously haven't hit an X-Ramus yet? No. Dude, I haven't logged in in like a week. I've been moving. I still have my fucking elliptical machine that the movers couldn't get out because it's 400 pounds <laughs> and it doesn't fit through the fucking door. So I need to fucking get it in take there? it apart. It came in in a box and we put it uh, together or we had people put it together in the house. And now it's in the house and we can't fucking get it out. So we're going to have to have people come and fucking take it apart and move it and then put it back together. Yeah, man. That's That's rough, but... At least you have, you got a nice window to work with, right? You got. I got like two. I got yeah. I got like two and a half weeks. Beautiful. So yeah, the top eight of this open in Syracuse, New York, with five hundred twenty-one players, which I think is pretty decent, uh, all things considered. We had Aiden Breyer taking it down with four color snow control uh, over Ant, and then we had, as you mentioned, in the top four, we had. Our buddy Jonathan Orr on four color loam. It's kind of weird calling it loam now, but I mean he was playing like four dark confidants. Like he was playing as close to loam as you are now with Ren. No, it's it's pretty much exactly aggro loam with Ren. Exactly. It's it's just like the name of the deck should maybe be like something else now that they're down to zero to one loam. Okay. I guess sure. They were only playing two before. Right. So, blue-red Delver, uh, Ed D'Amico, that's in fourth. And then five through eight, we've got Elves. We've got Hogak, a, a pretty sweet Hogak list with Vengevon. We've got Nihilome, and then we've got what they're calling blue-white-red Mentor, but it's basically Miracles with Magmatic Sinkhole instead of Terminus. Yeah, and this is a player that had been ripping it up with uh, that same deck online that we talked about last week. Is that A22 EN? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, so, I, I was wondering that. Yep. And uh, there were a lot of really good players that were hyped about playing that list. It was basically split between that three color mentor deck and Rug Delver. So if you look at this tournament and you look at the classic, you see a ton of the uh, Lawrence Harmon, Max Gilmore, No Bad Card, Rug Delver. And you saw a bunch of um, Allen's blue or red mentor shells. And those are probably the two best performing decks of the tournament. 
Yeah, we've had this debate like three times now where a deck like dominates the classic that doesn't top eight in the open. Yeah, but even you- even if you don't look at the top eight in the open, if you look at uh, nine through 32, there's a yep. ton of Rug Delver, right? Uh, there's two in the top 16 and then uh, another two in the top 32, yeah. Okay, well, I, there's there's four in the top 20. Uh, yeah, I'll believe that. I'll buy it. And more in the top 32. Are you sure about that? So, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so, so, yeah, there's five, I guess. Five, and then if you expand it out to top 33, there's six. And, like... Th- so there's... basically with 21 people in day two though that's that means that that's just a normal distribution because there's 120 people in day two and 21 of them playing team or delver sure but if you look at the tournament there there's a higher representation of that deck into day two i think like you weren't seeing you weren't seeing 20 percent of the field playing rug delver at least i'm assuming you weren't seeing 20 percent of the field playing rug delver yeah i have no idea but it stands to reason. I would guess it was probably like twelve percent, maybe. I could, I like could, yeah, I could get behind that. I'm just saying that it seems like there was an overrepresentation of Rug Delver into day two from the field, which generally yeah. means that it was a it was a good choice for the event. And even if the top eight shook out in a way that Rug Delver didn't come into it, that Rug Delver really was one of the better choices for the tournament regardless of how top eight went right like you see a lot of decks that are very good against that rug delver deck like there are two loam decks in top eight and i think the success of rug delver had something to do with those decks slingshotting into the top eight yeah the loam decks uh, yeah you, you you rub on it for a second but if that's what you said the, the loam decks i would agree other than that um yeah i mean rug delver is just a good deck right i mean it, it's not you're not gonna have very many bad matchups like or, or very many i have no chance in this matchup kind of matchup so and a lot of good pilots played it and yeah i think it did pretty well for the weekend it was obviously a pretty good choice for the weekend i think that the deck that that i was most impressed with though looking at just looking through the lists is a deck that like probably four weeks ago no one had really even heard of which is like the green white loam slash now naya loam decks oh no we uh, we we talked about that the green white and green white red versions of that deck so i'm saying like a month ago when we first saw it remember yeah um yeah i we liked it but i thought that i said last week is like a real oh i thought i said last week that if i was going to play depths i'd play the green white version yeah, I mean, I think we've been saying that for like three weeks, right? Yeah, and it it definitely showed up more than the traditional versions. I was testing yeah. with JT. He came over and we ran a few leagues together and he was sitting at the computer and he just got wrecked by Michael Mapson playing the green-white version. And I was super impressed by that deck. When we walked back through the game, there was an Elvish Reclaimer that 100% should have just gotten Force of Will that didn't, and it completely took the game over. So that that led me to buy 20 copies of Elvish Reclaimer, and it led my wife to yell at me 
because I bought magic cards while we were moving. Nice. So I'm going to blame Michael Mapson for that. Michael, my wife's mad at you. So I had a... I had ordered when when this set came out, uh, Veil of Summer, uh, Shifting Ceratops, based on your recommendation. Sorry, and, uh, sorry about that. And Elvish Reclaimer. No, I'm happy to have them. And uh, I hadn't actually opened like physically opened this set until I actually drafted the paper last night. Yeah, after and, after doing 190 drafts online. Yeah. I actually just drafted the perfect deck last night. and Like you so couldn't think of any improvements? Bro, I have the blue Mu Ying Lang, Mang, the Planeswalker. Yep. And the the four mana flash rare wolf and both rare hydras, which are like number one and number two in terms of green rares. And then the wolf is probably three. Yep. And then I have two Cloud Conseers, two Leafkin Druids, and... Two unsummons with a scholar, two woodland champions with a with a howling giant, and a pulse of Marasa to loop the scholar with two unsummons. So like this deck, I don't want to play because it, if I have to like mold a four and actually take a loss with this deck, I'm just gonna fucking I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it, man. No, you need to play right now. How <laughs> how do you draft that deck and then not play? Because it's too perfect. Like I just don't want to soil it. And then once it's once it's done, it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you're putting too much pressure on yourself. <sighs> well, right? no, I'm not because I'm not going to play. Are you saying that you deck. drafted that deck, and you are not going to play? Isn't that the goal of it all? To just to draft the perfect deck and then quit on top? No, because you're not quitting on top. You're you're afraid. <laughs> you are afraid of commitment. Bro, I'm, it's eating my life. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. So you, definitely, you definitely need to play before you move to Cleveland. Or, yeah, sorry, I, where? Where are you moving? Um, Wait, are you moving to Cleveland? Yeah. My fucking sister is probably going to get placed at Ohio State. She finds, yeah, she finds out in October. I mean, that's cool because you'll probably come out to come to a grand prix or something is that what you're saying oh wait that's columbus columbus yeah. is good cleveland sucks sorry i forgot my that's ohio like geography away, i guess yeah columbus is okay yeah cleveland oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so yeah basically the cards so i opened the cards for the first time last night and the fucking the card stock is great bro like the the inking is actually like almost too good. Like there's there's a lot of color to these cards. It I don't know the last time I opened magic cards, so like it had been a while, but like the the last time I opened them they were fucking garbage. And these cards are beautiful. So at some point in the process they obviously fixed something. So I just wanted to commend someone for that. I think I think what happened was you just got sort of one of the top percentile packs. Because I don't think that they figured everything out yet. I still see a lot That's of people a possibility. With, with card inconsistently, card inconsistency issues. Okay, that's a possibility too. But the packs that I I saw were beautiful. Okay. So so are we gonna yeah. like? We have a ton. Obviously, like the loam decks are a little different from what you usually see. The four color control deck is kind of the same. Are we gonna talk about this Hogak list? 
Bro, the four color control deck though, the, you're talking about Aiden's deck? Yeah. It's not really the same. It, it's extremely geared toward fair matchups, bro. There's three fatal pushes in the main deck. Isn't that wild? So it's basically swapping the lightning bolts the deck usually plays for more consistent mana playing the fatal push. That's how I took it. Now obviously But there's no there's no counter spell, spell pierce, spell snare, nothing like there's two thoughts to use for your combo matchups, but there's no force of negation in the main. Like it's very geared toward playing against Delver, Death and Taxes, like that side of 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 uh the metagame, right? Yeah, I, I would say definitely more slanted toward Delver. And yeah. we should shout out Lawrence for Tyrant Scorn. Because that card, yeah. I think he made a Twitter post about playing that in the four-color Delver shells and the four-color Control shells, and it's it seems like it's really good. Yeah, uh, I know Tom loves it. I haven't played a blue-black deck in a while, but uh, it it definitely seems like it does what you need it to do, like right now with all the Merit Lasers running around. I'm pretty stoked, though. Speaking of blue-black, that new card, Drown in the Lock or something... Is that the one that like you know counters about? a spell if it has if your opponent has more <laughs> cards in the graveyard than it's, it's super elegant mana cost? Wait, what? It's super elegant. Yeah, you're halfway there. And then it destroys a creature if the creature's converted mana cost is uh, less than or equal to the number of cards in your opponent's graveyard. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like so. It. I don't know. It just it doesn't do what you always wanted to do. And it's two mana. And Oh, so for, you don't like this card? I mean, I like it. I, I'm not ready to say, wow, this is going to be a legacy staple. Because uh, it's iffy, right? So like if you're it, willing to play Tyrant Scorn. But Tyrant Scorn is always going to kill the creature that you needed to kill. You're not going to get stuck into a situation where your opponent brought in some graveyard hate because you're a four color value deck using snapcaster mage um and you're gonna get your counter spell or removal spell blanked like conditionally it's great but you're gonna hit some situations where the failure rate is just gonna make it not as good as the existing options so i i think it is probably going to be playable but i'm not super high on that card the delta between those two cards is that Gurmag Angler, you can bounce it with Tyrant Scorn, and you might not be able to do anything against it with with uh, whatever the new card's called. Yeah, you're very rarely. Although, you know what? I don't but know. The new card can I don't know how Trinity Nemesis, and this card's totally blank to Trinity Nemesis. But if you're playing Blue Black, you're playing Plague Engineer anyway, which Trinity, like you're playing Plague Engineer, you're playing Triumph or. Um... Nobody plays Edict anymore, but you're if you're in a black blue shell, you have more outs to true name. And I feel like adding an extra card against true name in that color combination isn't the most important. Like you have Plague Engineer, that pretty much does it. But that card is live against combo. Like Tyrant Scorn is fucking trash against combo. Okay. I mean combo more than likely is gonna kill you before it matters. Right, because there aren't a ton of like mid-range grindy combo So you board combo out counterspell decks. against combo? No, obviously not. Th- this is just counterspell against combo, right? I mean, no, it's not. Why not? 
because if you're I guess against a show and tell, like a turn two show and tell. Yeah. It's worse. Against against Storm, you're you're probably gonna have enough because they fill their graveyard. So maybe maybe it is just strictly better. But we're talking about a meta right now that has so little combo, it's crazy. We see Rug Rug Delver taking up twenty percent of the winner's metagame. 17% 17% in the day two, if we look at the if we look at the data, and you look at the top 120 decks, there's, what, 10 combo, if we don't count depths? Yeah, I know, there's, there's unbelievably low amount of combo. But you should probably count at least the, the black-green depths decks. Okay, but still, very, very few combo, comparatively yeah. to where we usually see combo in Legacy. Yeah, it is very low, but it won't it won't stay that way, right? I mean, it will slowly creep up. I'd imagine. I mean, will it? Are, are the Delver decks fucking, are the Delver decks just like too efficient? No clue. But SCGs usually <laughs> overly represent Delver, and yeah. we have a Grand Prix coming up next. Sorry, we have a Magic Fest. Sorry, we have a Grand Prix coming up next weekend, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens because usually at Grand Prix's. You, you start to see Delver pull back a little bit, and we see more of the other stuff. So it's going to be interesting to watch next weekend. What's your prediction for the, uh, the top eight of the Grand Prix? We didn't do this for the Star City. Uh, no, we didn't. Um, <sighs> I think that there will actually be a Rug Delver. I think one of them is going to crack in. I think the green-white Depths deck is going to be there. I don't know if we're going to have another Hogak deck, but it's it's very close. And I think the long shot, not really a long shot, but I think there's going to be a Bomberman in top eight. That deck seems seems very good. I like that deck, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call three Mono Red Moon decks. Three? That's, yeah, that's crazy my I mean, talk. I'm going out... I'm obviously going out on a limb to make a bold prediction here. We're looking for hot takes. All that is, oh, that is a scorching hot take. You are Stephen A. Smith right now. Bro, I, I think that it's it's good. I think a lot of people bring it to Grand Prix. Like, we've, we've historically seen that. And, yeah, I think that uh, we're looking at possibly uh, Blood Moon on the rise. Okay. I, I don't agree with that, but you have your opinion. <laughs> so all right the rest of do you want to talk about any more of the open like uh what made top 32 or anything like there's there's a few interesting lists but i mean nothing, uh itai's list too wild somebody who's traditionally known for playing death and taxes making the switch over to humans is interesting um, yeah this is that that dude eddie's deck right so so the first blue white blade deck was in thirty fourth. Uh Maxime Dior. Well, there was a blue white red stone blade deck in twenty third. Yeah. Which was basically blue white with one reb. No. Yeah. yeah, one reb in the sideboard and two power blast. So You're right. Honestly, it's like almost blue white, but the very, very, very slight red splash. Yeah, I just Googled Azorius, or Control-Amped Azorius, so that's my fault. Yep, so, I got you. Yeah, 
the uh, the Stoneblade decks are there. You know, it's not like they're not there. I know our buddy Adam played one. To yep, he made day two. He, day two. Yeah, he made day two. Um, and uh, now he's fly fishing. Well, his name's Andrew now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. These lists, man, there's a cool ninjas list somewhere down there. There's a couple other lists, but I- I'm ready. You know to what's really cool? Three, 3% burn. Burn 3% showing burn? up as much as mono red prison. You see a mono red deck, somebody about- plays a mountain. I thought you were talking about Bernie Sanders' poll numbers. Yo, Bert, we're not going to talk about Bernie. <laughs> you, hit, sorry, you hit a spot we don't want to talk about on this cast, man. I'm sorry. <sighs> so, yeah, three, 3% burn, though. I'm feeling it. <laughs> There's just as much mono red prison, so make that, yeah. Man, you shit on Bernie. I, I, I can't let that go. I'm sorry, man. It was too easy. Yo, how about this, though? You got to fact check me on this. You got to Snopes, Snopes my ass, motherfucker. So, no Grizzle brand in the top 53. I'm, I'm Snopes in your ass right now. 54 Snopes show and tell. So, I'm saying, is that the first Grizzle brand in this tournament? Uh, That's the first one that I saw. Ari Lax's yeah, deck bro. is really interesting too. The 53rd the fucking, place list. Did you see that this? Cicerus turbo, that's that Turbo Karn deck that Cicerus was playing. Yeah. Just right? absolute yeah. mana rock dumping three defense grid main deck artifact combo. Yep. That's some crazy shit. I fucking hate that deck, but. I mean, yeah, it is It is interesting, like, in, in theory, like, just to see it, you know, like the perfect list like it's interesting as like kind of like a freak show i guess but like i I don't want a deck like that to be good in legacy like it's it's got to be fucking the most boring thing to possibly play against or with i don't know i feel like playing it would be awesome you get a paradox engine in play and you're just like i will cast an artifact and i will untap everything i did play sneaky show at a grand prix how'd you do with that grand prix (laughs) not as well as well (laughs) I don't. I I think I went like one three or something, but yeah, I don't know. So I was, ob- I was obviously not doing well. I enjoy playing decks that are like more like interactive more, but when I show up to a tournament, I want to play the deck that I think is going to give me the highest win percentage. So if I think it's going to be Sneaking Show or Blood Moon or whatever, and I have the time to prepare, then I'm going to go through and do that. If I don't have the time to prepare, I'm going to look at my box. I'm going to find a deck that's put together and I'm going to bring it and I'm just going to play and have fun. Bro, I don't begrudge you playing Sneaking Show. I think it was the right choice for that weekend. I kept saying that. Like, I, I think it was a great choice. I'm just saying that, like, this Mystic Forge deck is the next step in, like, decks I just would never play. I got you. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, I, it's just... Ugh. I would, I would play it. <laughs> I would definitely play it. I absolutely would play it. If you thought it was good, though, do you think it's good? Uh, I haven't played it, so I can't make up my mind on it yet. I don't think that you want to be playing like an artifact 
ramp deck with very few impactful spells against a field full of a bunch of counter spells like Delver. Like, it seems like there's a lot of air, and if you counter the key spells in that deck, it doesn't really come together. So you have three defense grids to protect yourself, and that's it. And obviously Serum Powder allows you to mulligan to Mystic Forge more often. But, man, if your Forge gets countered, you're just kind of shit out of luck with the stack. And I think that this might be the most play-draw deck of all time, possibly. Yeah, and this man... Like- this mana base you're so cold to days yeah with this mana base you're just so unbelievably cold to days i and i agree like, with you you're, you're getting waste you know you're getting wasted out like you you have a two and a four like get those spells off and then and then you're done right mm-hmm. like you got to get your rocks or whatever and then hit your karn on turn two but like a single day just fucks that whole plan so yeah this is uh not a deck i would ever want to play yeah, counter counter into wasteland on your land. <sighs> this mana base is rough. Why not just play Belcher? Uh, because then you have no chance of recovery when you get your your Belcher countered, right? This at least has enough powerful artifacts to like where you could draw a chalice and put a chalice on one and maybe get yourself back in the game. Yeah, I guess Mystic Forge is that card, right? Yes. Alright, fair enough. So yeah, that's that deck. It's uh, Oh, I wanted I wanted to dig in on this. How's uh how's Sam Darnold? Oh, fucking Sam Chise? Yeah, how are the jet how are the Jets? <sighs> Bro, who the fuck has mono? Like, was he making out with a sixteen year old? I don't know, dude. Do adults get mono? Uh, apparently. Uh, unless you no, don't you're call Sam Darnold you, you, an adult. You know, <laughs> you know the answer to this question, right? Like you, you're a teacher. You know children and adults. So like, isn't okay, mono yes. like a thing for kids? E- everybody it's like, it's like can get bombs. mono, but uh, right, it, but isn't it mostly kids that get? Uh, I I think that it's mostly teenagers, but apparently, yeah. apparently we got one, we got one on the Jets. I don't trust this guy, man. I, so just real quick first of all i'm missing the jets to record this second time i mean I you're probably it's, you should probably be happy you're missing it i am very happy about that is what i was going to say because this is a double fucking shot in the ass because i really thought when we traded up that we were getting baker mayfield and i did not think the browns in a million years were going to take baker mayfield because if you recall going into that that draft like darnold was the consensus best quarterback right and people were putting baker below the Joshes and Lamar Jackson at that point. Well, Lamar I Jackson has Lamar. been he's been tearing it up, right? No, I know, but I'm saying like just that was the the rankings in the draft at that point. Yeah. I, it might be fair to put Lamar Jackson over Baker, yeah, but I thought when the Jets traded up, I was like, okay, they're doing this for a reason. They know Cleveland's going to take Darnold and they want Baker because it doesn't make sense to trade up to get one of the Joshes. Well, I don't think that they're any better than each other. They could have traded up for Lamar Jackson. I didn't really consider that possibility. I might have been okay with that. But I really thought we were getting Baker Mayfield. And now it's just a fucking constant reminder because we're playing them right now and I'm moving to Cleveland and he's on every fucking commercial. It just sucks, man. I really I really wanted Baker. 
Well, but we're stuck with the fucking Sam Shives making out with 16 year olds. All right, bro. So the top Grizzle brand is in 54th. Does it still deserve a ban? Probably. Moving on to the classic. Yo, the classic. I gotta give two shout shout outs. So my Canadian friends that usually come down to play in the Worcester Opens and hang out and stay over my place, Costas and Chris finished sixth and twelfth in the classic. So you Very could nice. say, well, they didn't day two the open, but did pretty well in the classic. So is congratulations Costas to Greek? them. Costas is Greek. In fact, when we were going to Niagara Falls, he's like, I am so happy that it was not on Greek Easter because I would have got disowned by my family. So <laughs> he, he was able to make uh, yeah, it. Yeah, Rich, Rich said the same thing. Well, I, is Orthodox Greek? I think that they share an Easter. Okay, okay. I, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's different, but they do share an Easter. So the the classic, we had a, like a full house to start this off, man. Like rug, 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 blue, red, rug, blue, red, Delver in the top six. So whatever that, happened to That's like more right? than a full house. If we look at the top five, you have a four of a kind. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah, that's some family matters shit. That's... That's some bad beats, jackpots, when you lose, right? Yeah. Never and bad beat jackpot. Rich, Rich Callie was the winner of the last Syracuse Legacy Open. Is that Learn to Love? Yes. Yep. So he's playing rub now? Is that what you're saying? That, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying he won, won the Open last time, won the Classic this time. That's interesting, though. He's playing rub. I didn't know that. Sweet. So, yeah, a bunch of uh, six, top six, all Delver decks. Then we've got, rounding out the top eight, four-color control and Omnitel. Yeah, Nick, I, I've, like, hung out with Nick and played uh, played a bunch of games with him to get ready for tournaments, and he's been on Omnitel forever. But imagine looking at this top eight and seeing Rug Delver, Rug Delver, Rug Delver, Rug Delver, <laughs> Blue Red Delver, Blue Red Delver, and being on Omni Show. <laughs> like, and four color yeah. control, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I feel like all of the other decks, you want to play four color yeah. control the most, right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying, like, there's not a good matchup for this deck. Yeah, not not this in the top real. eight. Ugh. What? I've never seen this card, Flash of Insight, before. Have you seen it? I have now. What is this, like, Prophecy or Judgment? Scales, yeah. Look at the top X cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library. So it's X1 blue. So, and then it has flashback for blue delve to do the same thing. Yeah, I don't... Man, I don't know. I don't know about that card. Well, he's at four impulse, so it actually it, it does a decent impression of a fifth impulse, I guess. But it doesn't, though. No, it really is pretty bad. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what it sort of works with in the sideboard. Like, if you can... Uh... Yeah, I, I got no clue. I got no clue, man. Bro, there's another spell too, Mandate of Peace. I've never seen this before. In the cast sideboard? Spell, yeah, 
Cast a spell only during combat. It's a one in a white instant. Your opponents yep. can't cast spells this turn and the combat phase. So it's kind of like a hybrid yeah, fog plus silence. It's a so you can wish you can target, go to yeah. What's that? It's a cunning wish target. Yeah, so like you can, uh, you can end their con- combat step in fog, and then you can go to your combat step and cast it to silence your opponent. No, because it ends your combat step. Yeah, but your opponents can't cast spells this turn. Oh, I'm so sorry. You... So you can do something post. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I, I wonder if this is a new card because I've never seen it before and it seems pretty good. Uh, it is. I think that's the new command. No, no, no. Uh, let me find a Ren and Six and look at the set logo. But that might be the new no, commander it, set. It, it also is might. The new commander set. Okay. Confirmed. Yep. Bro, what the fuck is with these commander like icons or something? Why don't they just put a fucking number on these things? Like a like, how like a C. Anyone- a C twenty nineteen. Yeah. Exactly, bro. How can you expect anybody to remember this shit at this point? So yeah, basically that is the uh the classic. Obviously there's more interesting decks in the classic because there always are. Because it's much easier in a field of people that didn't do too. Yo, what that. what are you playing? No, it definitely is true. What are you yeah. playing? in atlanta next week if you're going i know you're not i know i'm not but what are you doing honestly i think i would be playing that bloody shrek deck or whatever that ross McGee played okay i i definitely want to play something that has a good matchup against delver yeah, and I, I was think, honestly thinking... Did you see what he did? He put three bolts in that deck. So I I didn't look at his actual list. I saw green-white depths, and I saw the three givers. I didn't see that he was playing lightning bolt. Yeah, he, well, so I don't know why. They're usually so pedantic about the fucking colors and the deck names. Yeah, and they didn't name but this they, Naya. They put, yeah, they, they named all the decks green-white long. Uh, which was kind of weird in my opinion because they all have Ren. But then he actually had Lightning Bolt too, yeah. And I was thinking about the Delver matchup actually. It's funny that you, you bring this all up. And I actually think that I like his list a lot. And that is... It's kind of weird to say that I would play a non-blue deck in a Grand Prix, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that's actually the deck with the amount of prep that I have. Like if I started today and I had you know four days or whatever, I think I'd play that deck, yeah. Now, I feel bad in saying this because obviously it's not true, but Green Sun Zenith is kind of like a blue card. It does those things that blue mages want with consistency and all of that. And Knight of the Reliquary is a house against Delver decks. And this is a really good Knight of the Reliquary deck too. It might be time, and it's probably not, but maybe, maybe Mind Harness makes its way back into some sideboards if... If these types of decks end up creeping back more. The fuck is a mine harness? Oh, I got fucked up by that card in my first top eight. It is a one blue enchantment with a cumulative upkeep of one. It gains control of a red or a green creature. So one mana control magic with a cumulative upkeep of one. So what the fuck? 
So you play, you're playing Maverick or some sort of band deck, and you play your turn two Knight of the Reliquary, and then your Rug Delver opponent just fucking steals it and wastes you out. Oh, 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 oh. I was thinking about... I'm sorry. I was thinking that you were saying this card was good against Delver. Oh, no, no, no. No, that card is probably I'm quite sorry. bad against yeah. Delver. I'm, yeah, I meant I more you. in the Delver shell versus Night shells. Gotcha. I just, yeah, I have... Cool. You had your fever, vision, bad pork chop poopy dreams i i still have nightmares about getting my night taken take back the night bro okay what else we got <laughs> you have you have youth movement written here and you have homework oh, bedtime the youth movement bro the- <laughs> i already made the homework bedtime but the the fucking youth movement bro like, we were talking about this a while back. Like, what do you think the optimal age is to be playing competitive Magic, right? And I feel like your answer was actually a lot older than the rest of ours. Like you said, I think I said, like, you 21, said, 22, 23. I thought you said 39 and a half, no? Oh, Jesus, no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I I am far oh. past my peak. So my, yeah, my answer was, like, probably, like, 25 or so. Like, it's like anything else, right? Like, it's like the, being a fucking running back or being a fucking programmer or whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, you know, you you hit a peak at some point, like 25, 27, whatever. And it kind of depends on, like, your life responsibilities and stuff because some of it is, like, prep time. But there is, like, there is some sort of, like, a knowledge base, like, uh, familiarity with the cards, pattern recognition, where playing for a long time will give you some advantages but I feel like the meta shifted up so much recently that a lot of that is rendered a lot more useless. So it's actually kind of more of a, you don't need that format knowledge right now because a lot of that's on its head anyway. Like, like Ren really shifted the paradigm, I think. So it definitely did. But you're talking about the youth movement with like time to play and that being the sort of most important limiting factor right now. And... Man, you've done 200 M20 drafts. So why are you finding time bro, for that? Th- that's 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 slander, bro. I'm at 160 right now. <laughs> Honestly, where am I finding time for that? I, bro, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't... For, well, first of all, this has been an insanely long league. This league has been going on for 10 weeks now. So if you look at it that way, I'm drafting about two a day. But that's not actually true. Or it's actually probably pretty close to true. I generally play one when I get home from work before my wife gets home, and then one after she goes to bed. That's that's generally what I'm doing. And then once in a while, uh, my dog, my, our new dog, will wake me up to go to the bathroom at five thirty in the morning, and then I'll be like, "Well, I have two hours to go before I have to go to work. I'll just play a draft." Three drafts a day, and you're talking about the youth movement. Youth movement is you. <laughs> youth movement is you. Bro, I am the fucking fountain of youth. No, you definitely are. Like, you absolutely are. I got I got carded twice today. I have not got carded since I got fat. Listen, I didn't get carded buying alcohol. I got carded buying tobacco. Who still buys tobacco? Unfortunately, I do. Were you buying a it's, chew? It's, well, uh, well, I was buying a knicker at one of the times. Okay. 
And then we we talked about this before. I can't I can't chew gum while I'm podcasting. So this is this is the time that I dip. So new new patron this week we have Eric Kozel. If you want to donate to our Patreon, the money is going to go to end Ian's chewing tobacco habit. I thought you were going to say get my periodontist to do my fucking jaw surgery. Oh, well, that's, I mean, long term. Hopefully Bernie gets elected <laughs> and you'll have health care. So you won't have to worry about that. Medicare oh, for hopefully. all. Hopefully, yeah. Medicare hopefully. for all. Utopia. Let's do it. Let's make America Russia again. All these millionaires and billionaires with Rug Delver. Going to Grand, <laughs> going to Grand Prix Atlanta. So are we are we done? Are we through with this episode? I think so. Like we could talk a little bit more about Atlanta, but I know you and I we're not going. So like everything that we're talking about is theoretical and not super like we're not super committed because we knew we weren't going. But looking at what happened this weekend. I would want to make sure that I was good against Rug Delver for sure and try to make my four color control matchup as good as it as good as it could be. And whatever deck that is, I would make sure that I brought and I feel like it's gonna be a bad time for spell based control. Sorry. It's gonna be a bad time for spell based combo due to the sheer amount of Delver that's gonna be there, but crazy things happen at Grand Prix. We could see people start to cut their spell-based combo hate and then end up doing really well. So your call is big all-in on mono-red prison. I'm not super high on it. I I think the Delver decks are going to continue to do well. But if I was going to go play in this event, I'd want to play something that had a good matchup against Delver. And uh, that's where I would start. How can I win the Delver matchup? What do you think about this? This is going to sound crazy, but... Merfolk. Sorry, Merfolk. So, the four-color control matchup seems like it's awful. It's not, it's probably not good, but it's not as bad as, like, uh, Miracles was. So if you, like, what what I was thinking is, like, subbing in four-color control for the role that Miracles used to play. So you're kind of net positive, even if it is not a great matchup. Like, it's not as bad as it could be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that if I was going to play a vile deck, I would probably choose to play the humans version over fish. Although I can see okay. the the strat the the benefits of having chalice alongside of it, because the the fish deck can play chalice where the humans deck is definitely not. Right. Yeah, so I don't think that it wouldn't be on my radar, but call... it could be a sneaky good choice. It kind of sucks because like you can't call Merfolk making the top eight because there's just a chance that only like one person brings it to the whole fucking Grand Prix. You know what I mean? But like if if I was confident that there were going to be twenty players bringing it, I would actually call it for top eight. Okay, so you're saying that you're calling it for a high win percentage for the given people who play it? Yeah, I'll call somebody in. What do they get? Like top thirty-two or whatever? I'll call uh, someone in there. Yeah, some sometimes they go sixty-four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that, man. I think that it's a good choice, honestly, right now. So, yeah, that's about where I'm at. Yeah, that was off my radar, but that's a good that's a good call. So, yeah, 
what do you think about uh, Throne of Eldraine so far? So, love the flavor. The the drug dealer goblin that's just like, yeah. shut up and eat these mushrooms. I don't know if it really goes along with what Wizards is trying to do marketing-wise, but good for them. I, I really like the flavor. I'm not sure about the actual cards. It does, it feel like flavor-wise, it feels like the the actual successor to Innistrad because they really boned that follow-up set, the fucking... Sh- the one with the Eldrazi? Yeah. Yeah, that was it fucking It took trash. all of the flavor out of the gothic horror and transferred it into this big monstrous mess. It reminds me of the time someone dug up one of my relatives and had sex with the corpse. That didn't happen, but I'm just saying. Like that's I was I was trying to trying to think about how I was gonna react to that. Don't worry about it. So basically it came out in the spring too, which is like oh, fucking horror set? Yeah, the spring. That's a great fucking time. Spring and summer, right? Let's just drop the fucking the Eldritch Moon, that's really spooky. It was fucking silly, goofy art, shit card quality. Like, not, not the actual cards in the set. The actual set wasn't horrible. It wasn't great, but it was average. But, like, the, the paper and the, the ink and stuff, it was, like, some of... Maybe the low point overall, I would say, for actual cards. Like, I would hold those cards and be like, I don't ever want to play this game again. So it really bastardized Innistrad. And I feel like this set is actually like really tight. It looks it looks really, really clean, really good flavor. The food is fucking stupid, but other than that, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm honestly excited to uh, to play this set. And I hope that limited environment's good. And it seems like the, all those adventure cards are going to make for very flexible gameplay because a lot of them are are kind of like uh, like modal spells, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it it seems like, from looking at the actual commons and uncommons, that this was tested extensively for limited, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty great limited format. Lots Bro, of I mean, lots of looting and fixing effects. It, yeah, yeah, a, a plus. If it if it's the same team that that's done the testing on the last couple sets, I am one hundred percent on board. I can't wait to draft this one hundred and seventy five times. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you get started with that. All right. If people want to find you on, what's your server? Misrael. If people want to find you on Misrael, I'll actually do that. Uh, you can log in. You can message me. Watts on Misrael. You want to join a guild? Talk to me. Watts? That's your name, Watts? Yeah. Is that like Reggie Watts? More like Alan Watts, but... Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, yeah, and uh, I know you're not on Twitter these days, but... If no, you're, dead, you're dead format cast on Twitter. Okay. All right, I'm at Ian18125. You can email the cast if you'd like, deadformatcast at gmail.com. Uh, I believe Tom is checking those religiously. And we got it, a new it Patreon comes, follower. It comes to my phone. Yeah. Nice. And patreon.com slash deadformat. Have fun right. in Atlanta, everybody. You guys got to bang a couple out for me. Because I'm going to be putting stuff away and uh, staying at home with my Bro, 600 millisecond latency on this fucking shitty wireless connection. When are you having your first party? Dude, dude I got a kid. I, I, like my, my housewarming party is going to be like 
guys, you want to come over at like 11 o'clock on a Sunday and we'll like have some food and watch football? That's my party now. Yeah, when is it? Let's uh, not next Sunday, maybe the Sunday after. I got to clear it with my wife because she makes all, right. all the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a wrap.